Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Turkey Hunt's one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Axis deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I, venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Brody Henderson, Chester Floyd, Hayden Samick, Seth Morris, Randall Williams, Tressa Croker, and Morgan Jacobson. Now, Morgan is a special guest that's here from the Montana FWP. Last year, they reached out to us and said they were holding a trivia contest of their own and asked if the winner could compete against our crew. Well, Morgan was the victor, and here he sits today. Morgan, welcome to the show. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, Spencer. Uh, I uh, work for Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks here in Bozeman. I do uh, public communications and education, so our hunter education program is something that I help with uh, and uh, really just help out around the office in a lot of other ways. And how'd that game of trivia go? I was told that it was a nail-biter of a competition. Well, that's a funny question because I'm pretty sure I was the only one dumb enough not to lose on purpose. Uh, And here I am. (laughs) Really? You think folks didn't want to be here? You know, I think, uh, I I think it was, it was all multiple choice and I just gave it my best. Everyone else just didn't want the attention, I think. Mm, Okay. A little bit of tanking. Spencer, are we going to have questions that are nothing but hunting regulation questions? Mm, No, not this time. Well, he's not uh, law enforcement or anything like that, but I actually have some questions in front of me that were asked in that game. Uh, I think we're going to test our crew to see if they get any right. Now, the document that I have, Morgan, uh, everything was not multiple choice, so maybe these are familiar, maybe these didn't end up making the trivia game, but here they are. This was question three. There are five states east of the Mississippi River that have over one million acres under conservation easements. Name one of them. Florida. Uh, That's correct. That's one. Five states east of the Mississippi River. Hmm. You're not even going to guess? Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania is not one. Maine. That's another one. Hayden's two for two over here. Wow. Keep going. It's on a heater. Uh, you got uh, three New York. More. New York, yeah. New York <laughs> is well done, crew. We got two left. Michigan. 
Uh, no. Uh, the other two are Georgia and Virginia. Wow. Did you get that one right? I think so. I think okay. I guess Florida. Okay. Yep. Uh, and this was question seven. Name the two birds and one mammal that have been removed from the endangered species list and are native to Montana. Bald eagle. Bald eagle is one. Golden eagle. No. <laughs> uh, Looking for another bird and another mammal. Was this question in the game, Morgan? Bison. No. This one, I don't know. Grizzly remember. bear. No. Lynx. No. Black-footed ferret. No. I'll tell them to you. The other one is Swift a fox. peregrine Ooh. falcon yeah, and gray wolf. Oh, oh, oh that wolf one, <laughs> man. Already, man. Come on, it's like hey, back and forth. Brody, I didn't come year. up with these questions. This was from, <laughs> this was from the FWP, and it's what they have on their website. You're going to have to take it up with Morgan here. Don't give Brody any good tags this year. <laughs> now, Morgan, based on our crew's performance, I think you'll do okay today. Uh, good luck. There's a lot of pressure on you. You're carrying the weight of an entire state's game department on your shoulders. That is, that is not lost on me, trust me. <laughs> and each week here on Trivia, we reveal a new stat. Now, in a previous game, Steve suggested that the more players in the room, the higher the winning score. That's a logical hypothesis, but the data doesn't agree. For games where we have six players, the average winning score is seven. For games where we have seven players, the average is 7.3. For games with eight players, the average is 7.3. And for games with nine players, the average is, amazingly, 7.3. That wow. means there is only a .3 difference in winning scores between games with six players versus nine players, and that games with seven, eight, or nine competitors have the exact same average. What do you think of that, Randall? That check out fascinating. Okay, it is a fascinating <laughs> stat that means nothing. <laughs> and here's our zero percenter question of the week, which tests how much information players have retained from previous games. This question was from episode 347. The topic was wildlife, and nobody got it right. Name one of the four states with the black bear as their official state mammal. Go ahead, throw out some guesses. What do you got? Wait, say that question yeah, again? Yeah, re read it again. Name was... one of the four states with the black bear as their official state mammal. New Mexico? Colorado? Uh, no. No to both of those. Uh, Excuse me. New Mexico is one of yeah, them. That's, that's one what... of four. Give me mm, more guesses. I think it's got to be an eastern state. Tennessee. Mm, Arkansas. North Carolina. No. No. South Carolina. No. Maine. Georgia. New York. Georgia. No. Florida. <laughs> no. Here Not are Maine. the other ones that you're missing. <laughs> Alabama, Louisiana, and West Virginia. Mm. Oh. The incorrect answers given were Maine, Kentucky, Wyoming, North Carolina, Vermont, Pennsylvania, and Oregon. So you guys covered the map, but nobody got it right. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> I said New Mexico. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now we have some housekeeping to get to. In a previous game of trivia, we had a question about Dole Bear's Law, which is when you use cricket chirps to measure air temperature. Listener Bob Davis wrote in to say that he proudly got this question right thanks to his grandfather. Here's why. His granddad kept a daily journal, which Bob read after he passed away. This is his grandpa's memorable entry from September 11th, 2001. Four passenger aircrafts hijacked. Two hit towers in New York City. One hit Pentagon. One crashed in Pennsylvania. I was in Dr. Denlinger's office with a scope up my butt when it happened. Also, you can learn temp by crickets. Count the number of chirps in 15 seconds, add 37, and you have temp in Fahrenheit. What do you think of that? That is a, quite a distillation of wow. that day, man. 
That's good note keeping. A strange conglomeration. Of <laughs> yeah. Wow. That someone <laughs> better make a book out of his <laughs> that, journal someday. I mean. That reads like a shock <laughs> response. Like you know when somebody's like so shocked by something awful that they like kind of just deflect to something totally oblique and unrelated and like strange. It's a good amount of information yeah. for September 11th, 2001. So good on Bob's granddad for passing down that bit of wisdom and good on Bob for retaining it. Now the Shelby Index for today's game of trivia is a four and a half. So our winner should get nine correct answers. Ooh. And with that, we're on to the game. Play the drop, Phil. <laughs> Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Question one, the topic is foraging, and as always, this will be multiple choice. Which of these fruits is not native to the United States? Is it mangoes, choke cherries, plums, or blueberries? Which of these fruits is not native to the United States? Mangoes, choke cherries, plums, or blueberries? Morgan with the quickest answer in the room. Randall, do you think you know this one? I don't know much about fruits or vegetables or okay. anything like that. Mangoes, choke cherries, plums, or blueberries. He's more of a hot dog guy. Indeed. Which of those is not native to the United States? Does everybody have an answer? I hate it when I feel like I'm being set up with these multiple mm. question, multiple choice things. Hayden changing something. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying mangoes, Hayden saying plums, Brody saying mangoes, Tressa saying choke cherries, Seth and Randall and Chester all saying mangoes. They got it. The correct answer is mangoes. The choke cherry native range extends from the Great Plains to the East Coast. The plum native range extends from the Rocky Mountains to the East Coast. And the blueberry native range is nearly the entire continent of North America. Mangoes are native to India, although they are commercially grown in states like Florida and Hawaii. You know who liked eating plums out here in Montana back in the day? Mountain men. Mountain men. Yeah. Love them. American plums are very satisfying. If you're like scouting for deer in August, you come across those bushes. Big fan. You're never trying to trick us. You thought I was. I made a uh, I've done it five mango times. cilantro rice the other day. So good. Good on you, Chester. Question two. <laughs> the topic Thank is you, biology. This next great question comes to us via Weston Basso. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What is the name for the partially digested food that deer regurgitate for further chewing? Quick answers from the entire room. This may be one of those seven percenters that everybody gets right. Again, the question Definitely is what not. is the name for the partially digested food that deer regurgitate for further chewing? Tress, are you going to get this one? No. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be the... One percent that's not. Everyone else looks confident, though. Tressa, do you think you'll come up with an answer? No. Okay. Everybody else is ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. Uh, we have Morgan, Hayden, and Brody saying cud. Seth saying cud. Randall saying rumen. Chester saying cud. Tressa without an answer. The correct answer is cud. Randall. I overthought it. 
You did. This process Sad. is called rumination, and it's practiced by fellow ruminants like cattle, <laughs> sheep, giraffes, gazelles, and antelope. <laughs> Some sources say the reason for this adaptation is to allow ruminants to spend less time leisure eating. Instead, they can quickly swallow their food and then bed in a safe location to digest while they watch for predators. It's a real good time to stock a mule deer. When to do what to When oh. they're laying there sure. chewing on their cud. It's funny That's how right. he said your answer, Randall, three times. <laughs> When, des- <laughs> when describing the, the real answer. <laughs> I've Sorry, buddy. Trick question, <laughs> Randall. I don't know. Maybe it's an alternative. Is it an acceptable alternative? Well, I think I think a rumen is like their stomach. Yeah, that's uh, their ruminants, but it's not the food. I wasn't sure that if the rumen counted as the contents of the rumen. Maybe I'll do some googling while we're playing here because I like. What's Randall. it called when a cottontail eats its poop? Uh, they're coprophagia. Cop- cop- did, did we have that? that as a trivia I question so, before? Yeah. Uh, we had Giannis vehemently trying to argue that it was your own poop and any answer that didn't say your in front of incorrect. Hmm. Boy, I didn't side with him. Question three. The topic is public lands. What state is home to public lands like Capitol Reef National Park and Dixie National Forest? What state is home to public lands like Capitol Reef National Park and Dixie National Forest? few quick answers in the room. Some non-answers. Chester has not come up with anything quite yet. Seth, are you going to get this one? Nah, I don't think so, Spencer. Again, what state is home to Capitol Reef National Park and Dixie National Forest? Hayden also slow to an answer. Hayden, are you going to get this one? Ah, the mango thing's still bugging me. Okay. No, I'm not going to get this answer also. Brody looks perplexed. Brody, are you trying to trick us or do you know this? thinking okay let me know when i gotta write something down topic is public lands what state is home to public lands like capitol reef national park and dixie national forest brody are we at the point you'd start harassing me for taking too long has everyone got an answer no i'm changing mine okay chester how do you feel about your answer ah not great okay (laughs) how about you randall Randall, you were one of the quicker answers in the room. I feel pretty good about it. Poor Brody. All right, I give up. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying Utah, Hayden saying Florida, Brody saying Alabama, Tressa saying Florida, Seth saying South Carolina, Randall saying Utah, Chester saying Kentucky. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Utah. Oh, the Dixie thing just, yeah. I let it get in the way. Yeah, that's, that's what I did. Too. Capitol yeah. Reef National Park is named after the sandstone cliffs and dome formations. The Capitol part comes from the white domes that are reminiscent of Capitol buildings, and the reef part comes from the rocky barrier that impedes travel, just like an ocean's reef. Now, that was a bone for our guest, Randall, who used to work for the Utah Game Department. Randall? I'm sorry, not for Randall, for Morgan. <laughs> yeah, it was a bone for me, too. Why is that? <laughs> because I got it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, Morgan, uh, some of our competitors were asking who was coming from FWP to play today, and I did not tell them because I worried that 
Hayden would get on your LinkedIn page, <laughs> find that you used to work for Utah, and then uh, slowly research things about Utah and Montana, He's got and then the show up on. with an advantage. Oh wow! Here oh, I show up wow. with a, a clue on my on my jacket here. Okay, <laughs> so that that was your bone, Morgan. Did you get it right? Oh, that yeah. one's upsetting. Nice. I did. Is our I guest see why winning? you picked that. Uh, white yeah. Dixie National it's, Forest. It's Trixie. Capital Reef makes you yeah. think it's uh, going to be an ocean. Uh, and then the, the Dixie makes you think it's going to be in the South. Yeah, I, I, I went for Ocean State in the South. Yeah. Right there in Utah. Made, made a lot of sense to me. Morgan's pitching a perfect game. Question four. The topic is fishing. Name two of the four species that the USGS refers to as, quote, Asian carp. Name two of the four species that the USGS refers to as Asian carp. Brody with a very confident answer. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling good about this. Hayden, Seth, look at as well. Mm. Rest of the room, mm. not so much. No, I'm part of the not so much. Okay. Name I'm going to be two. kicking myself here. Name I can't. two of uh, the four species oh, that the U.S. refers to. You get it. As Asian carp. Man. <laughs> Brody's pulling for you, Chester. I'm... Oh, no. Brody, if you had to, could you name all four? I could name three, I think. Okay. Actually. You could pass one of them, too. The US... Actually, yeah, I think I could. <laughs> okay. Chester, do you think you have one? I mean, if it's four species, mm -hmm. yes, I think I have one. Mm -hmm. Seth, do you think but... you have one of them? Need you to name two. Oh right. my gosh. I'm trying to think of the name for the one that I that don't help out the room here, Chester. It's a competitive game. Yeah, but that that wasn't a clue. Okay. Morgan, how you doing over here? Uh not no, I'm so question good. one of my answers. This uh -oh. is where I lose my winning streak here. Okay. Fishing, would that be the one of the holes in your game? I would say fishing and uh, probably woodsmanship, yeah. Okay. Brody, how we doing over there? I think everyone else is ready. I'm gonna leave it. Is everybody if ready? If I get it wrong because I didn't change it, then it's Go ahead fall. and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying common carp, Hayden saying, now what, grass carp and mirror carp. He crossed out koi. Brody <sighs> saying silver and big eye. Tressa without an answer. Seth saying common and grass. Randall saying grass and koi. Chester saying buffalo and grass. The four species of Asian carp are silver. Big head, black, and grass. Uh, I don't know if anybody it. got it right. Was close. He said big eye. People flirted with the right answer. Silver. Nobody quite got there. Most Asian uh. carp species were introduced to the United States in the 1970s. They were brought here to control algae and weed growth in controlled environments like sewage ponds and aqua farms, but escaped not long after. They're one of the greatest threats to native fish, with Vice News declaring them, quote, America's most hated fish. Dude, you can't be on your phone, like, checking I'm, I'm, stuff. I'm not. I'm just Googling. No, 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 no I'm talking to... What, what are we looking up over here? I was, I was, Fill us in. Now I was looking up mirror carp guys. to see where I'm they were from. A, look up, look up a mirror carp, I believe, is, a, is a deformed <laughs> common carp, and common carp are from Europe, no, as the USGS would define them. I was looking at another name for buffalo, but it's not. Buffalo would be like saying bass, Chester. That'd be just buffalo a carp. separate... Mirror, oh, okay. mirror carp are from Central Asia. According to Wikipedia. Hey, we're going by what the USGS, uh, most federal department. That's, oh, what are they that's a well-crafted the question there. Asian carp. Thank you, Randall. Question five. The topic is 
Wildlife. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Caroline Perchner. For sending this great question, Caroline is going to get a book signed by Steve. This series about North American wildlife was hosted by Marty Stauffer and made its first PBS appearance in 1982. And the topic is wildlife. This series about North American wildlife was hosted by Marty Stauffer and made its first PBS appearance in 1982. Who in here was alive in 1982? Just Brody, I think. Jesus. not No, that can't be true. <laughs> I wonder why he wins all the time. Ten, yeah. ten more years of knowledge. 82. Man. And are you going to get this one right? Brody. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You were a sophomore in high school then? <laughs> oh, I was already graduated. No. That's just 10 years old. Again, this is our listener question of the week. This series about North American wildlife was hosted by Marty Stauffer and made its first PBS appearance in 1982. Randall with a quick answer. Randall, are you going to get this one? Uh, I narrowed it down to a couple of possibilities. Okay. Rest of the room looks stumped. I think Brody. I may have it. Okay, Brody and Randall might have a chance. Morgan, how are you going to do on this one? It's a wild guess. Okay. Seth, you ready? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying Mutual of Omaha. Hayden saying Wild Planet. Brody saying Wild America. Tressa saying This American Life. Seth saying Wild America. Randall saying Wild America. Chester saying Wild America. The correct answer is Wild America. The room did pretty well. Are we boring you, Hayden? <laughs> what, what are we doing on your phone now, Hayden? Oh, I'm, get, I'm getting an important work email, and it's uh-huh. hilarious, but I'll have to share it with you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Wild America is considered to be one of PBS's most successful shows of all time. It was about North America's wild places and wild animals. Its style of nature documentary inspired many others like it, which actually caused Marty Stauffer to sue National Geographic in 2018. A judge dismissed that trademark claim two years later, siding with Nat Geo. Phil, we are halfway through our game of trivia. I think we have a good game. Give us a scoreboard update. Yeah, the last question made it interesting. Uh, We got Tressa with zero points yet to make it on the board. Hayden's coming up next with one point. We have a five-way tie for first place currently with Seth, Randall, Morgan, Chester, and Brody. Uh, I'll have three points. Okay. Got a good game. Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription, and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits is not a first aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. 
Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it a thousand times more. If you got a family and you got people that rely on you, you need to take life insurance seriously. And Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. So with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Your life insurance policy, you know, that you get at work may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. Now, this is super convenient, right? Because a lot of times, you know, something like life insurance, you're just going to put it off because you're like, when will I ever have time to do that? I don't even know who to talk to about it. Well, this helps you do it online. Okay, again, you're comparing options from top companies, all right? Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. Question six. The topic is hunting. Hayden's still on his phone over here. Sorry. Jesus Can't even Hayden. get halfway through I don't, a I don't game mean to. Trivia. I don't mean to. I'm, I'm losing on Probably on Twitter or something. Ducks Unlimited refers to this stretch of land from Iowa to British Columbia as, quote, America's duck factory. Again, the topic is hunting. Ducks Unlimited refers to this stretch of land from Iowa to British Columbia as, quote, America's duck factory. Quick answers from Hayden, Brody, Randall. Rest of the room looks stumped. Randall looks excited. This might pull him ahead of the pack. How you feel about this one, Morgan? You know, uh, ducks are another one of my weaknesses. Okay. You're just hitting all of them today. Okay. Started off strong, though. Does everybody else have an answer? Seth? Tressa? Uh, I do, but man, I, for some reason, I'm not feeling good. Brody, about are you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. 
and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying Central Flyway, Hayden saying Pothole Region, Brody saying Prairie Pothole Region, Tressa saying The Flyway, Seth saying Pothole Region, Randall saying Prairie Pothole Region, Chester saying Pothole Country. The correct answer is Prairie Pothole Region. I think if you said pothole region, hmm. Man. I, well, let me tell you. I, I, don't, don't, I, I was going to say, I don't think pothole. that's right. Uh, I've never no, heard it. No, 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 I've no. never heard it as just pothole. I think if you said just pothole. Until the prairie now, part is very important uh, about that distinction. So pothole country is a no-go. I don't think we're going <laughs> to. Come on. Come on. Give me pothole I think region. pothole is not Pot- good you enough. Know what I was getting at. I think we need it. You knew what I was getting at. I was even writing down region, and I was like, I don't know if that matters. So I wrote down country. What I, does I, okay, so the country part isn't the one I'm concerned about, Chester. It's that you didn't put prairie in there. What does Docs Unlimited call it? They call it the PPR, which there is Prairie go. Pothole Region. Three words. They Anytime they talk about it, it's almost exclusively <sighs> PPR. They'll spell it out the first time, and then each time after but that, they But there is the no acronym. other pothole region. So it's like if you say pothole region, yeah. you're, only, yeah. you're only speaking to one thing. That is very true, particularly I, in the context of docs. I don't Phil? think we're going to get it. <laughs> Phil, Phil is we'll shaking get, his head, too. Is, is this one of those things we can call Doug Duran about? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll we're take not, it. We're not too. getting there. We're not going to call Doug quite yet. Hayden on his phone again. Are you dialing up Doug? No, I'm looking at the pothole region. Okay, you you let us know. If you, if you type it in there, it fills in prairie pothole region. <laughs> That's not how Google works. <laughs> Question seven. The topic is fishing. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to read you the factoid first about the prairie pothole region some say that the prairie pothole region produces more ducks than any other place in north america it's estimated that 70 percent of this habitat has been lost to agriculture and development with only 22 million acres of native grassland left ducks unlimited has declared it the most important waterfowl habitat on the continent I would never have guessed that British Columbia would be the border. It goes all the way over there. Some of it touches Montana. It's the places you'd expect. Minnesota, Iowa, the Dakotas. I think Nebraska might be in there. Alberta uh, gets all the way to BC. It kind of follows. It seems like it kind of follows that like Montana, North Dakota. Follows the prairie region. And then once you get up in the, well, just if you look at the potholes, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Never mind. <laughs> I'm thinking out loud again. It doesn't matter. It follows all the pothole. Right. The potholes, you know, oh, the pothole region? In the prairie. In the country, I think it was. In oh. the country. I will point out that after a very conclusive Google search, it is indeed the prairie pothole Thank region. you, Hayden. And Hayden, Hayden had a lot on the line there. <laughs> Question seven. The topic is fishing. When Berkeley introduced this line of scented baits in 2002... They were so excited that they put an exclamation point in its name. What is it? Is that what you're asking? Here's the question again. That's great phrasing. I love that phrasing, When Berkeley introduced this line of scented baits in 2002, they were so excited that they put an exclamation point in its name. Thank you, Phil. Does that help you, Seth? You're going to come up with what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah, I got it. Okay. I got it, buddy. Very confident room here. Those walleye boys know what this stuff is. Does everybody have <laughs> an answer? Tressa? Do you guys use no, any of this stuff? No, you threw me a fly yeah. fishing yeah. question. <laughs> Sorry. So I mean, water. unless I got it wrong. <laughs> right. Morgan, do you have an answer? Does Walmart sell this product? I'm not going to give you any hints. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan and Hayden and Brody saying, gulp Tressa without an answer. Seth. 
Randall, Chester saying gulp. They got it. The correct answer is gulp. Berkeley declared gulp the most significant advancement in soft bait technology of all time. They wanted to create a soft-bodied bait that was digestible for animals and degradable in water. They also aimed to make it taste delicious to fish, claiming gulp products release a scent that's 400 times greater than traditional plastic lures. Did you boys use some of that on the Montana walleye tour? I did, yes. A little bit, yeah. How'd that work for you? Uh, I don't know. We don't work with them. You can be honest. If it didn't well, work at all, I I love I, remember. I love fishing with gulp. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know what? But you I know, don't think we caught the, any fish on it. Really, the one thing I don't like about them is if you leave those things on your hook yeah. and let yeah, them dry. Exactly. You might as well just throw the whole damn bait. <laughs> you gotta away. store yeah. them in a dark place <laughs> in yeah. their package. You know what? You know what's great when you're bottom bouncing. With the spinner rig, those mm-hmm. gulp night crawlers are better because the little perch don't yeah. use a real worm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, they get that shit off. Their there. terribility is somewhere between like a real worm and a very fake one, um, but they still have a tendency to, to get chewed up real easy. Mm-hmm. Question eight the topic is gear. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. This next great question comes to us via Daryl Taylor. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Mauser, who is famous for their bolt-action rifles, is headquartered in what country? Mauser, I'll spell that for you, M-A-U-S-E-R, who is famous for their bolt-action rifles, is headquartered in what country? Hayden with a quick answer. Rest of the room is filing in, but they don't look as confident. Again, the topic is gear. Mauser, who is famous for their bolt-action rifles, is headquartered in what country? Brody looks stumped or torn. I can't tell. How's it going over there, Brody? <laughs> Sounds like it's going okay. great. Okay, that's your answer. <laughs> Morgan, do you regret winning the trivia competition yet <laughs> and being here? I'm I'm having a great time. Okay, good. But I was very nervous when I won that trivia contest right away. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, was that the only thing that you won or was there any was there a prize or uh no, just <laughs> was there a prize? Is there something to look forward <laughs> this to? This is the prize. <laughs> I know, I know, but like did you I don't know. An extra day like, of a, PTO. like a like Yeti a cooler tank? or something. <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. I've wondered if there was like a side bet going on between Spencer and Greg Lemon, mm. Uh, mm. who works for FWP. Uh-huh. And I told Greg if there is then I need a, p- a part of it. So uh-huh. <laughs> Now, the version I saw, there were 11 questions with a tiebreaker. Do you know how many you got right to, to be here? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Do you think it went to the tiebreaker? Did it go that far? No. Okay. Does everyone have an answer for the question about where Mauser is headquartered? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying Italy. Hayden saying Germany. Brody saying Germany. Tressa saying Poland. Seth and Randall and Chester saying Germany. The correct answer is Germany. The room did pretty well. Mauser is famous for the M98, which is considered one of the most important guns of all time. The bolt-action design had a slower firing rate than most lever-action guns, but it could handle faster bullets and provide more accuracy. This successful design made it one of the most copied guns in the world. Phil? We have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. Yeah, sure thing. Hayden and Tressa are no longer in the running for the win. However, 
We have Morgan with four points, Seth and Chester with five, and Brody and Randall are tied up in first place with six points apiece. Okay. I was expecting a little better. I thought we'd have a few folks in that uh, nine range today, but we're not going to hit the Shelby index. Question nine. The topic is cooking. According to the USDA, this state grows the most lettuce, onions, and bell peppers in America. According to the USDA, this state grows the most lettuce, the most onions, and the most bell peppers in America. Hayden with the quickest answer. Excuse me. Randall with the quickest answer. I mean, the story right. Randall, are you going to get this one? Told you I don't know nothing about fruits or vegetables. So. <laughs> Again, according to the USDA, this state grows the most lettuce, onions, and bell peppers in America. A stumped room. Chester hasn't even picked up his board. I'm going to pick it up right now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to write down an answer. Brody, you have it narrowed down, you think? I, I've got my answer, but, okay. you know, I'm a little unhappy with this question. Okay. <laughs> what don't you like about it? Well. That you don't know it, or there, you think there's like a flaw? It seems like it'd be one on a podcast that vegetarians listen to. <laughs> like Randall over here, uh -huh. the, the hot dog point. guy. <laughs> good point. Again, this state grows the most lettuce, onions, and bell peppers in America. Does everybody have an answer? Chester? Yes. Tressa, go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying Iowa, Hayden saying California, Brody and Tressa and Seth and Randall and Chester all saying California. They got it. The correct answer is California. California is also the nation's top producer of almonds, grapes, and strawberries. The state produces 42% of America's vegetables, with four of the top five produce-growing counties located there. It's estimated that about 1.2 million acres of California are solely dedicated to growing vegetables. Phil, how does that change the leaderboard? So Morgan's no longer in the running, but we've got Seth and Chester with six, and Randall and Brody with seven. Coming down to the final question, question 10. The topic is haunting. This next great question comes to us via John Ray. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. In 2010, Missouri became one of the only states in America to allow the use of this very primitive weapon for deer hunting. In 2010... Missouri became one of the only states in America to allow the use of this very primitive weapon for deer hunting. If Randall and Brody both get it right, we will go to a tiebreaker. If they both get it wrong and we have Seth or Chester get it right, we'll go to a four-way tiebreaker potentially. Brody, do you have this one? I'm pretty sure. I Randall? Got I'm pretty sure I got okay, it. Okay, you guys are slamming the door on Chester and, and Seth. You're not going to let them in the tiebreaker. Boy, tie I hope so. Okay. That I mean, I think it's like... If I'm almost positive I have it. There's one other thing creeping in my mind okay. that it might be, but... Is everybody ready? Tressa? Ready. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Ah, we have Morgan the, and Hayden and Brody saying Adelaidle. Tressa saying Flintlock. Adelaidle. With a lot of cotton... Uh, Randall saying Adelaidle. Chester out saying Spear. Very phonetic. Yeah. It's the correct answer is Adelaidle. Brody and Randall both get it right. 
They have eight correct answers. And with that, we are going to a tiebreaker. Play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. Is this the first move? You ain't first, you're last. I think just cut it at if you ain't first, you're last. And then, like, go into other stuff that's funny. I never liked it. Hey, Phil, f*** off, man. <laughs> now, Alabama and Nebraska also allow the use of atlatls for deer. Some states like Texas and Nevada allow them to be used for non-game species like coyotes and feral hogs. And in 2015, one Missouri hunter made national news when he killed a 15-point whitetail that scored 169 inches with an atlatl. Wow. For the tie-breaking mm. round, the topic is public lands. What year did Mount St. Helens erupt? Brody with a quick answer, almost as though he knows it. Here's the question again. What year did Mount St. Helens erupt? The rest of the room can play along if they like, but the only answers that matter are Randall and Brody. Brody, how close do you think you are to the right answer? I think I... Thinks he hit I, it. I'm within two years. Okay. I'm like waffling on two different years. Right? Randall, how close do you think you are to the right answer? I think I have it, but I'd also just like to point out that this is one of those questions that very obviously privileges those <laughs> who were born <laughs> decades earlier than the rest no, of the No, it's like a clear piece of like American history, I feel like. Yeah, but you probably got home from work and picked up the newspaper. Some of us were in diapers. Here's the question again. The topic is public lands. What year did Mount St. Helens mm, Man. Brody heard it on the family radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was watching Nature Doc with my kids the other night, and they talked about it on there. Uh-oh. Do you think they said the year? I, I can't remember. Okay. I'm sure they probably did. Brody <laughs> stormed in with all the confidence, and now he's not I'm gonna so leave sure. It. It's sticking in my head, so I'm going to leave it. Randall, are you ready? Yes. Brody, are you ready? Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Morgan saying 1980, Hayden saying 1982, Tressa saying 1982, Seth saying 1982, Chester saying 1980. The two competitors left, Randall saying 1989, Brody saying 1981. I'll tell you this, someone in the room has it dead nuts. The correct answer is 1980. Making Brody our winner. Mm. He was one year off. We also had multiple people who hit it right on the nose. Morgan and Chester. Sorry you didn't make it to the tiebreaker. Dude, though. I would have I was I was right there on this one. I don't feel bad at all. Those of you who got it right on the nose, did you know it or it was just a, a good guess? Chester. Oh, that's you, Chester. That's you, Chester. <laughs> <laughs> I it, that was a good, good guess. Okay. Yeah. Morgan, did you did you know that one? Uh I think so. Yep. I think I've heard it. And, and uh, Brody, if you had to go one year the other direction, do you think you'd have went to like 82 or 80? No, I would have gone 80. Now, as the one who was alive when that happened, what do you remember about nothing. the Mount St. Helens eruption? I mean, nothing specific. Okay. I remember it like, and this may be something I've seen a million times since then, but that video of the side of the mountain blowing apart, it's crazy. Now, there's elk and beavers and all kinds of shit running around on that mountain now. Sure. What happens next is Brody gets to choose where the $500 donation from Meat Eater goes. So, Brody, what's it going to be? Um, I've done these guys before, but I'm going to do them again because uh, there's a lot of deer and antelope dying in uh, western Wyoming right now. And 
in other places, but I'm, I'm going to donate it to the Mule Deer Foundation. Mm, what do you think they are going to do about all that loss? Well, they work, they do a lot deer. of habitat work, so hopefully that, that'll, you know, pan out in the long run. Good choice, Brody. Morgan, thank you for joining us. When you guys have the competition again this year, do you think you're going to try as hard or just uh, throw the game on purpose? You know, I had a lot of fun, so I'm going to try I'm going to try even harder. Okay, I like that. Good answer. <laughs> Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more.